Hey, Casey. Yeah? Guess what? What? We have not one, but two surprises. What? That's like more than one surprise. I know. People want it to be on the podcast. Why? I don't know. We'll have to ask them. Welcome to Talk Nerdy to Me, baby, where we talk nerdy to you, baby. This is a very, very special episode because we have some special guests. How special is it? Super special because there are two of them. (laughs) Whoa. Whoa. So we're going to throw it over to let them tell you a little bit about themselves because they're going to do it better than I possibly could. Thank you for that lovely introduction. Um, I'm Sierra Laird. I'm Caitlin. We are the Laird sisters, in fact. Yes, we share DNA. Um, two for the price of one. And we are um, we are filmmakers and actors and writers and producers. And we are so excited. And huge nerds. Which is Complete nerds. I think the most important thing. Definitely. That is like the one prerequisite. Okay, we passed that test. <laughs> um, we're super excited to be here and talk, talk to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, to give a little backstory, you guys know us in general because of Casey. Casey mm-hmm. has been in one or two of your wonderful projects? The two. Two. Two? 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 Yeah. Yeah, two. Okay. I, I, was like, I was wondering if there was a half in there somewhere, but I think it's I like a full two. Yeah, I was wondering that too. Solid yeah. two. Solid, yeah, solid yeah. two. Listen, eventually <laughs> everything blurs together and it's all just, you know, magnificence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But basically, we we have you here today because I want to pick your brain on all things creative and how you go about doing everything. Because you guys do so much. You make movies, you make web series, you do like internet videos. I've seen so many different things of your guys's, and I'm always very impressed. And so I would really love to just kind of pick your brain on how you got started in wanting to make things, how you guys have kept at it, what your process is, basically everything you could possibly tell me because <laughs> I'm nosy and that's that's what I like to know about people. And why <laughs> you allowed me on set. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, well, we didn't know everyone you makes mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we're, we, we like talking about what we do, so it's a, um, we're excited to yeah, do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, we started out as actors doing theater. Um, like our, baby theater and then big kid theater and then teen theater and then adult theater. Yeah, <laughs> all the theater. Um, and How many levels of theater are there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and our, our dad is a lighting designer and a technical director. And so we got to see the technical aspect of theater growing up as well. But we are primarily performers. Um, and then we decided to... I mean, we've been doing short films, like, I don't know if I'd call them films, short videos since we were very... Sketches, experiments. Experiments. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, um, experimental filmmaking, Um, Hmm. since we were very young that no one will ever get to see. 
Um, <laughs> there's this there's this one sketch we made called Spider Woman Fangs of Death that is so so it's janky. It's bad. It's real bad. It's real bad. But it's like a point of pride. We're like, there was the beginning, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, is it taking your mother to your old elementary school and putting her on a skateboard so she could make a smooth shot kind of bad. Is this from personal experience? Because that sounds amazing. I mean, that sounds good to me. (laughs) That sounds like something I do now. (laughs) Um, I highly recommend. It's very fun. Yeah. This is is Caitlin climbing a tree probably like higher than is safe and holding our uncle's really janky old camera so that we can get some sort of aerial shot and then sort of holding it like bad selfie style at herself to get our close-ups. That's his level of it. You gotta start somewhere, though. Yeah. Um, okay, I feel uh, like I can still fit in with all everyone because we took one time when there was a big snow, uh, we took uh, the wheels off of our skateboards and made them into like homemade snowboards. And I used my friend's flip phone camera and went down a hill like a little snowy bank while filming <laughs> and then just tackled him <laughs> that sounds so great and you won all the awards yeah so <laughs> i feel like yeah we i feel like what we've all done what, it for the art yeah yeah listen safety is relative when it comes to getting the shot that you want that's it's, what i'm learning here that is second. so true yeah, yeah like extreme filmmaking <laughs> what yeah. was the first thing that you made we well, the first thing we count is, is Verona. Yeah, yeah. It well, so I I went to UC Santa Cruz and was doing theater like weird, weird hipstery experimental theater there. Um, yeah. But it was wonderful and super fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they're like, be a I don't know, like shape shifting ghost. Here's your physicality stuff like that. Um, and then the film department there is also really wonderful, but there's, well, there wasn't really much connection between the theater and the film departments. And so the film students were using their like non-actory tech friends to be like actors and the theater students weren't involved in film. And so we kind of started some friends and I were kind of trying to like bridge that gap and got more into film through that. And then, Mm -hmm. um, and then, and then we decided that we wanted to do a, a version of Romeo and Juliet and then and we were like well we don't have the resources to do a theater production let's just make it into a film because that's easier <laughs> so much easier <laughs> so much easier and so we Fools. we we contact we contacted our friend um Yulia who is uh went to school mm. with Caitlin yeah yes um yeah uh and she uh, fun fact K- Casey I don't know if you knew this but um we Julia, Julia, and I barely, barely knew each other. I mean, we like we were in like one. We did one short film project together at school. But then on graduation <laughs> day, I got lost from the rest of my theater, which arts. is very typical if you don't know Keila. This is not <laughs> at all surprising. <laughs> and I was like wandering around, being like, "Well, that's it. I'm gonna graduate entirely by myself in a sea of strangers." Like, all right. And Julia, like saw me and was like, why are you over in the film section? And I was like, I I don't know. I can't find the theater section anymore. <laughs> and she was like, oh my God, okay, come stand next to me. Come stand next to me. And I was like, okay. So we stood next to each other to graduate, even though we didn't know each other that well. And now she's like our best friend. Yeah. Like, so. yeah. Twas fate for that brought you together. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. a rock star. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so she, she came on as our cinematographer and we shot a 1950s version of Romeo and Juliet um, in here in Santa Cruz, and it was so fun. And we had 
very little idea of what we were doing and um it was you know we were we were working so we would shoot until like you know three or four a.m and then sleep for a few hours and then get up and work and then go back and shoot um and Uh, it was winter which i know it's california and it's santa cruz but it still gets pretty cold up in the mountains uh, Listen, I, the the <laughs> time when you both took me up to Santa Cruz, it was it was pretty cold, <laughs> and you know the the California, I would say, deacclimation to weather also doesn't help. <laughs> it's like, true. Oh, it's, you you just start losing your ability to cold. It's it's the sixties. Yeah. I should bundle up. Like, I'm, oh, like, I'm dying. It's the apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, um and we made Sierra like she, she was acting in it and we, we she jumped in a pool in the middle of winter. An unheated, an unheated pool. pool. Yeah. Oh. So and and I'm glad you survived. No, <laughs> barely, barely. We I remember one night we were shooting the balcony scene and um and our Romeo, who's wonderful, um, he had a jacket that halfway through the scene he like put around my shoulders and it was in the freezing scene. in the scene and it mm-hmm. was freezing it was like so cold there was frost on the cars and um and caitlin's caitlin's directing the scene and she's got like six jackets on and three hats and she's running. and i'm like in my little nightgown standing on the balcony like and then halfway through the scene when julie and our romeo hands over the jacket he would just like hand it over with such sadness and i'd be like ah and get Plus, the jacket for he preheated it for yeah him. he preheated it yeah, yeah. oh and, that's amazing oh and there's like there's footage of caitlin and there's like audio of caitlin being like stop shivering sierra <laughs> we can see it on camera it's really problematic <laughs> get together yeah. uh, sisters yeah. yeah, so that was we care so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. So that was the, that was the first film, and uh, it took us several years to get it edited, and we eventually actually just learned post production to edit it ourselves, um, and that was a really fun experience. And so it is a finished feature film, um, and we were gonna do a premiere, and then COVID hit, so we have not done a premiere. Um, but that was that was that was the, the first that was yeah. the first real project. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So when you decided that you wanted to edit it, was that a decision based on just not wanting or not being able to source other people or were you just like we're, we're gonna learn these skills because we can it it was the first one but it was such a great um way of way of happening i think because um i i really enjoy editing we really enjoy post-production now and um and we, i don't think we would have learned it if we didn't have to um but we didn't have anyone else to edit it and couldn't afford to pay someone to edit it so um so we just learned, learned it, and it was. I mean, it's really fun and very freeing because now we can just you know work on our projects pretty much pre through post. I was just thinking, you. I mean, I don't know how you guys got into audio editing, audio production for this and everything, but you probably know. Like once you once you know, you're like, oh, there's really nothing limiting me anymore. I can just do this on my own terms, on my own time. I mean, audio is its own beast outside of like video. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Still, you know, we're still in the process in year. I don't remember how long of this podcast. Yeah, I will. I will fully admit, and I will toot Amy's horn for her because <laughs> I I find audio in particular just absolutely terrifying. <laughs> yes, <agreed>. and <laughs> I want to make a thing, so I do it. Like so. <laughs> if you wanted to scare me with like a horror movie or something, not the actual sounds, but just. The thought of editing audio is enough to make me. So basically, instead of the the nightmares of showing up to school without studying for a test, is showing up to like a set and suddenly realizing you're the sound guy. Oh no, <laughs> that's that's terrifying. And you're like yeah. locked in a house, and 
you can't leave until you've perfectly edited. Oh, I can, I can boom up, but don't tell me to, don't make me put it together. (laughs) (laughs) What, um, the tech nerd in me wants to know what kind of stuff, what programs you use to do your editing. Yeah, we, we learned on Final Cut, um, and then we moved over to DaVinci for color grading, but DaVinci, and DaVinci is a really great software. I really like it. Um, but it's, it doesn't play nicely with other programs. And so, and since it's a full editing suite, uh, we just ended up sort of moving over. So now we do everything in DaVinci, um, which is really nice because it is a, a full editing suite. So you can do everything, um, editing and color grading and audio engineering in it, which is really nice to have to move between programs. And there's a free version and there's a not free version and both are great. Um, and yeah, yeah. S- Sierra learned color grading. I, I don't really know very much about color grading, but she has been, hours and hours and hours watching videos and studying up on it and she's got a lot of like the visual art side anyways like more more than I do and so she really likes that aspect in some ways but um I it's so scary to me because especially I think with Da Vinci there's like 20,000 ways to do any one thing so you kind of just have to learn your system and then like stick to your system but we didn't know that going in so it was like it was a process (laughs) it was a process yeah definitely That's the other thing that terrifies me. Audio and color grading. I'm just like, no, yeah. let someone else do it. I'm too scared. Hide in the corner. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Would you say that um, having done that and completed this whole film, that kind of inspired you and empowered you to be able to decide to take on these other bigger bigger projects? Because you've worked on movies. You've wanted to do more in the science fiction realm, mm-hmm. which is crazy stuff. <laughs> Yeah. How yeah. do you decide and put together what you're going to work on next? That is a good question. Yeah, it's, well, <laughs> I wish we had this, like, super serious, like, complex way of deciding things, but it's really just, like, what do you want to do? Like, okay, <laughs> what do you want to do? Um, and... Uh, yes, the Jungle Book technique. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what we're going to do? Yeah. I don't know. What do you, yeah. you want to do? <laughs> yeah. Um, and and the, the sci-fi show was um, more born out of like oh there's a pandemic happening and we still need to create things and we love sci-fi and we've never done sci-fi so like yeah let's do sci-fi um it also a lot of the of the past projects have happened because like one of us had a dream like literally like woke up and was like oh my god I have this crazy idea or you know or like was like oh it's we, we've also just always loved like Star Trek and Stargate and Star Wars and like James Bond and Indiana Jones and everything like adventurous and cool and just did not even realize until later in life that it was like spent a long time you know worshiping all of that adventure and didn't realize that there were not as many women equivalents until you know a certain point when you're like a teenager and you're like wait hold on a second this is really messed up and um Mm -hmm. and so it's kind of been like a gradually more defined goal of ours to fill in those gaps in genres too um and there's some amazing like women in science fiction for sure and a few amazing women like definitely the mcu is getting better and you know and action adventure in general but still really not the same um the same equivalent so we're um that's also kind of been a goal so been like all right we got to do a western we got to do like a science fiction we got to do a fantasy you know drama kind of I, I do have to ask is, as people who really enjoy Star Trek, who is your captain? <laughs> <laughs> who, 
It says Picard. Picard. It's Picard for Picard. us. We we have much respect for. Okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> much respect for um all, all the crews really, and a lot of like, you know, nostalgia for like the original series and everything. But just and then and then there's the Shakespeare nerd side with with Picard as yep. well with Patrick Stewart. So it's just. Uh, yeah, that was that was the one I grew up on. We're currently getting him through Next Generation, yeah, so that he can also then watch the new Picard. Awesome, which we have not seen yet. <sighs> yeah, and we're really it's excited. Like it's, I, I'm I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed to admit <laughs> it, but here you have us being honest that we. I, so it's it's very much on the to watch list. Listen, I promise there is no shame in not having watched it yet, but I do recommend it. It hits every single one of my favorite things from that from the Next Generation. So I. I very much, very much enjoy it. So, awesome. Okay. okay. Very good recommendation. Yeah, that's really good to hear. Would, uh... You can also ask questions if you want, Casey. <laughs> oh. Uh, I, I was... I was good. I had something in my brain, but it's more for later when we talk about the actual filming process. Cool. Okay. So, what I kind of wanted to ask, as we kind of go through the steps of, you know how you pick the ideas and go through that is what would you say is your process in being like, okay, we've decided this thing. We're going to write a script. We're going to do all these kind of things. How do you decide uh, which one of you is taking the lead on which thing? How do you decide, like, do you always want to share the same responsibilities? Are you looking for that? How does that work? Cause you two are a unit. Your, pro- your production company is a unit mm-hmm. and more power to you. I could not do that with my sister. I <laughs> I bow down. <laughs> um, I think I actually know the answer to this one, uh, if I may. Speaking do it. of Star yes, Trek, yes. Uh, I know. In fact, with in the case of uh, with them, it's a hive mind thing. <laughs> it is. We are we are the board. They, yeah. they are absolutely a hive mind. Yeah, where resistance is futile. <laughs> um, <laughs> shall not resist. We we do like frequently finish each other's sentences and you know people are like oh are you twins and then the exact same moment we'll be like oh no we're not twins like in the exact same cadence so there's a lot of like shared psychicness which is helpful um and we also have naturally sort of gravitated towards like a little bit of specialization Mm -hmm. sierra is like really great with costuming costume designing color grading and um caitlin caitlin writes music and does a lot of compositions for us um with writing the script in particular it's really fun um, because usually, almost always, one of us will be really drawn to certain scenes within a script, and um, and very rarely do we want to write the same scene. Um, and then, but then the other one will go through and edit and do rewrites, and so and this process kind of goes on and on and on. So by the time we have a finished script, like you really couldn't say who wrote what <laughs> line. Um, and it's really, I, we, I feel incredibly incredibly lucky to have a writing partner like that because I know that is very rare mm-hmm. yeah same and there was kind of an evolution there was like an evolution to that where when we were first starting one of us would be like oh I have to write this scene and I'm just not looking forward to it and I'd be like oh I actually really wanted to write that and be like thank goodness that's why I didn't want to like it's yours take it and, and then we've sort of just figured out um like very fast like okay you do this one you do this one so that's helpful I had to train my brain to remember that you know I mean you say you're not a hive mind, and so I have to train my brain to think that way. Because there were times on set where, you know, Sierra would be in one place and Caitlin would be another, and I would tell Sierra a thing, and I'm like, okay, I, I, I told Sierra, so that means that 
she will like telepathically transfer that information to Caitlin, so I don't have to do anything. It's like the the brain email is it is automatically forwarded. And there were a couple of times where I'm like, oh wait, I do have to actually tell the other person. It's it's not. I don't know. Or at least you you fake it that it's not telepathically transferred. Yeah. Sierra did this like sound effect like when you used to send the ma- the like the bank teller like checks down a tube which is kind of what i'm picturing yeah exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. it does happen uh oh very often i think it's one of been one of the like growing things for us is also we do pick up on each other's brain waves a lot and also just t- it takes very little to communicate to each other so we'll say like two words and you know know what we're trying to communicate and so it's been a really good lesson that when we're talking to other people we have to like thoroughly explain what we're trying to say and not just assume that they're going to automatically know and and then someone will be like oh you know you didn't tell them this and i'm like yeah i definitely said at least three words to them and I'm like, oh, okay that's not enough so that's been good to learn yeah I will say to to Yulia's credit as well, she also does not resist, and I, I feel like she fits in, or at least from what I've seen, pretty seamlessly into. She's downloaded the, the code. Yeah, she has. <laughs> she's had all the software updates. Yeah, yeah. We we love working with her because she's she's got this very um, tough. Uh, really like no no bullshit vibe that I just love about yeah. her. She's so honest. She's so kind and like so compassionate, but she's really, she'll like, she won't like fake something. She'll be really honest about yeah. things, which is great. Yeah, and especially in situations like maybe we'll get into some of these stories later, but where there's been difficult actors um, or difficult situations and Caitlin and I are trying to sort of people please and, and, and Ju- like Julia will just come in and be like, stop, you're fucking up. And we're like, <laughs> oh, oh, okay. We'll be like, no, yeah. that's really the best direction. She's like, this is a bad idea. I'm like, okay, thank you. Great. Problem solved. And I love being on the opposite side of that where I get to go, ha ha. <laughs> like, you get the bad version. I know the good version. She's really nice. I'm perfect. <laughs> You're on the bad end. That's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess that does lead me to ask kind of, uh, so you guys have also, also, also <laughs> both like taken directorial roles in doing like the projects that you do, how is it one um, directing each other and directing other people that maybe are also your friends and learning to take on that kind of responsibility while also being in projects that you're doing? Yeah, it's a very good question. It is. I I think that for me at least, I I really like directing other people when I get to, um, and uh, and I enjoy having. I think we enjoy being actors, directors, so we really mm-hmm. do um, like to spend a lot of time talking about character and physicality and backstory. Um, all the nerdy stuff. All the nerdy stuff, yeah. <laughs> um, but it is it is challenging to direct ourselves, and that's why when we when we do projects with Julia, it's really helpful because she can direct the scenes that we're both in. Um, but we we would ideally like to have a director come in in some of our future projects and um, someone that we like really trusted and shared a vision with so that um, we didn't have to be on as both actors and directors simultaneously because it is challenging. 
there's definitely like a like a you have to like really do the hat switch and be like okay right now I am vulnerable and open to all kinds of like input and like you can tell me anything and I'll just take it into my character and then you have to be like I'm making decisions and I sound like I know what I'm you know I, I know what I'm talking about and and it's it's really been interesting learning to like do those really closely back to back because it's kind of like hard like if I'm still in director mode I don't like listen as well as an actor and you kind of have to like swap you're out. too worried about like what does this scene look like are people yeah. standing where they need to be is this coming yes. across how yeah that's exactly it that's yeah. it versus just being like okay I'm just doing my little my part in it and yeah yeah exactly and I think I think also um having an, another director is just helps with validation because um if it's a scene that both of us are in we can you know maybe we've made the right choices for that scene but we're not there looking at it and it's annoying to have to go back and watch playback every time you know um especially if we've you know video villages in another room and you're watching on a tiny screen otherwise mm -hmm. and so um it is nice to have the validation of like okay no that does look good you know everything is right and then just it helps with having that confidence um as yeah. a you get to release that kind of worry so that you can focus on the part that you're doing at that moment. Yeah, exactly. 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 Yeah. And, um, and I think we were definitely very much just actors, directors in the beginning and um, really heavily like relying on Julia's cinematography skills um, and still do. But we've definitely learned a lot more about just setting up a shot and camera angles and like, you know, all of the rules of perspective and everything like that. Um, and, and so that's really helpful, but it's really great to have a good director and it's really great to have like a talented DP who has creative ideas because oh, that's that's a beautiful thing to have. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do storyboarding for your scenes? Like blocking out kind of the way that you want and the shots that you want beforehand? I, I started doing it with, um, with Starhaven, with our sci-fi show because we were filming in one very small room and uh, if we didn't have the shots really really blocked out it was really difficult and so we so Yulia made a I'm going to confuse people Julia is her name Yulia is her Ukrainian the Ukrainian pronunciation of her name but um uh she made a shot list which was really helpful but I'm I'm a very visual person and so mm -hmm. um and so I I just decided like Let's let's go ahead and, and storyboard, and you can see this, the, <laughs> the descent, the descent of madness. Because in the beginning, you, like I'm, you know, I, I'm an artist too, and I draw, and so I'm like spending, mm -hmm. you know, twenty minutes on the storyboard, and I'm trying to get like, you know, really be able to tell the difference between Caitlin and I, and I'm just like, you know, spending so much time. And then by the end, it's like a potato, or yeah, and maybe a, a turnip. potato with just yeah. like a letter, just being like, it's this. Yes. One. How yeah. are you doing? Because I'm a potato. <laughs> And, uh, and, and, it, I mean, it's She's like, work, this bulbous platypus is you, and the stick carrot is me, okay? And this is what we're doing in the just, scene. I'm like, don't great. question it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would like to see, like, a whole sequence or show or short with the storyboard drawings, but, like, <laughs> not make the potato the protagonist. Make <laughs> protagonist pota potato. <laughs> I just want to see Bulbous Platypus and Stickman, the comedy duo. <laughs> you know what? They don't have enough representation in the film world. <laughs> A children's story. <laughs> yeah. uh, one thing, I, I, I don't mean to go back too, too far, but one thing I did want to say um, that I got to, to witness is, uh, you know, when you're talking about directing and, you know, switching different hats, I, I got to see the metaphorical hat get passed between you two a lot because th that is one good thing, at least 
you know, with there being two of you is that uh, unless you're both in the scene, you know, one of you can kind of take the, the director reins a bit more, uh, yeah. you know, when when you're not even uh, if you're not in the shot, you know, it could be a scene where, that you're both in. But if it's just, you know, a shot that only includes one of you that I know that gives you a chance to have the other uh, direct. Um, but yeah. totally. Yeah. I mean, is there anything you wanted to, <laughs> yeah. to add to that? I, I feel special because I got to do. I got to do a really emotional scene with both of them. And I was like, ha ha, you wrote this, but still I get to have both of you as actors. Yeah. You can't wear your director's hats right now. (laughs) (laughs) That was, and that was like a really fun scene to do because of that. We were just, we just all had to be like really in it and really, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there, we did have an an actual hat for a while because (laughs) (laughs) as derpy as it sounds, it was really helpful to be like, you take this now. Okay. <laughs> and um and you know, it's just like it's just like putting on your fancy clothes for work. Like it helps put you in the mindset. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's uh it mm-hmm. it's definitely yeah re- really like and and in terms of like directing our our um friends, actors and friends and everything too, that's actually just been really fun um all the time. Though I I do notice us um kind of also switching modes where there's like fun relaxed hangout mode where um where we we love being friends with you know like any of the actors that we've like clicked with and everything um but even our really close friends it's like okay like we're all in work mode and you know maybe like we like some humor and some lightness and fun on our sets I just think everyone should be having fun but there's that balance too of like being professional and getting through it and everything so I definitely can feel the difference between like fun hangout mode and like we all love each other, but we're getting this done mode. I don't know if I answered your original question though, Casey. <laughs> yeah, no, you did. And yeah. another thing I, I I can also speak for is like, you you know, you talked about uh, at some point maybe um, passing off the director, you know, or, or having someone from the outside. And I think you, you uh, I've seen that you already do have that in, in some ways, you know, if it's was like for what I mentioned earlier, you know, you did have, Julia, you to have Oliver or someone that's, you know, behind the camera that's, you know, that that has your back. And I, I feel like that's a really smart thing to do. And, you know, it's part of <laughs> uh, being as likable as you both are. It's very easy to be like, I, I know so many people that are like, yeah, I'm happy to, to have your back. Even it's like that metaphorical, like hand on your shoulder, like bracing of like, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and and that's I know that really goes a long way. Yeah, no, I we are so lucky because um, we usually have very small crews on our sets, but everyone is just a gem. Like we have such incredible people that, um, you know, volunteer usually their time (laughs) to 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 make something with us. And um, yeah, it is it is something that I, you know our productions would not be anything like what they are without without the incredible crew that we have around us. Yeah. yeah. And there's like there's like the manageable stress levels where you're like, okay, like there's a lot of energy and everyone's pushing to get this done. And then there's like the stress levels where you're like, I need help. I cannot do all of this by myself. And that's also been a definite learning curve to learn to like lean on people and mm-hmm. delegate a little bit and trust people so that it all stays manageable because there's definitely a point where you're like, I'm about to crack and this is not like, this is not going well. And so it's like, gotta have help too. Yeah. 
Or at least someone to like take over for a second while you go cry. <laughs> During your designated cry sessions, of course. Yes, and in that <laughs> corner, schedule it it's in the for yeah. five minutes between twelve and twelve oh five. Yeah. That just reminds me of Rachel Bloom's book where she talks about like her designated I think she has like her designated cry times. Yep. One of them is like her bathroom time. Yep. <laughs> just you know, it's a bathroom break. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good okay now. oh god uh would you say that um how do you how have you built your team i guess because you're many names have come up a lot and i know that we talked about uh julia and all of that but how have you kind of sourced where you is it has it always been friends has it been like people you've met on other sets how have you started to build that thing so you can have that trust to to make these things and be able to lean on people. Yeah, and basically we're the mafia. Um, and <laughs> we... Stay on your good side. <laughs> yeah, um, I, because our dad is... Um, our dad, Scott, is is uh, really wonderful and he's a technical wizard and he's in the theater world. He's the, the person that people call when they're like, we want to do this crazy thing, call Scott. And so that's been really great because he's been so excited to learn about film and, uh, and, and help there and then um and then Oliver who's my boyfriend is just like a also a technical wizard and he he did all of the visual effects for our sci-fi like all of the created all the spaceships and everything like that just by himself and And I have seen some of that (laughs) and that looks really really cool thank you yes um yeah and he's also just he really loves he really loves tech and so he's super always been super excited to just jump in and learn about you know the camera that we're thinking about buying and you know watch hours and hours of, of videos and you know report back um and and then Graham you yeah you, you can talk about him yeah <laughs> Graham my boyfriend is um kind of more in the supply chain like business management like world mm-hmm. which is so great because we have all these like crazy techie and like just artsy people who <laughs> may or may not always have a sense of like time and schedules and he's like <laughs> really good with that kind of stuff with like logistics and keeping everybody on track and um and you know making like gracing wheels and making things happen so mm-hmm. we like we really have lucked out in this like family sense yeah. like Keep it's it all the about family, family. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but we've also met people on set so yeah, yeah like I'm glad you said that because it reminded me of um, many of the other ways that we've like met met people is just being on other people's sets or um you know seeing a, a flyer for an audition and going to the audition and getting something and then making friends with everyone on that set and and then you know people and you just kind of feel out who you mm-hmm. you click with in that way too mm-hmm. um, I, w- I will say that I think um it's you know they say in Hollywood it's like all about who you know but I I really think that in our experience it's been like who can you be friends with first and enjoy spending time with and then also work with if you can um and like that's again something we've just been really lucky with and that um we've you know our friends have friends who want to come and be on set for a couple of days and be a PA or or come and help out and you know in different yeah. ways um and and then end up devoting like so many hours of their life to <laughs> us which is great like oops how did that happen <laughs> um and so it's been it's been really um really cool to see that process it's been really cool and and it, like kind of goes for casting as well where like we would, we, we want to cast really talented people who are really good at, you know, at acting or, or whatever the designation is. But we, like, we value 
liking the people and getting along with the people just as much, more. if not more. more. Like, obviously talent is so important. You gotta have like smart people, like skilled people and everything. But like working with some, working with people that you get along with and like communicate and all of that is so important. And that's also something we've learned along yeah. the way. And yeah. and then when you find those people that you really get along with, whether it's cast or crew, you just want to keep reusing them. Yeah. Like Casey, you're like, please come back. Like, yeah, it's yeah. so fun. Like, so it's, yeah. it's yeah. that's been I really... got a hat pat. <laughs> <laughs> Gold star. But that's why, yeah, that's why you see so many uh, directors or creators use the same people all the time where it's like, you know, a, a lot of times they use the same crew, a lot of the same actors. It's, it's exactly like what you're saying. And, you know, I, I feel the same way. And I know uh, the actor side uh, of you both as well. I know that's, yeah, it's that feeling of like, I just want to be around people. If I'm going to be around the same people for eight to 14 hours in a day for several days or weeks or however long something takes, I'd like it to be someone that I like. Also, when you, when you have like, a person who causes issue it just makes all the stress of everything going on that much worse and you're like cool i get to manage all of this and then also manage you <laughs> yeah yeah it, it, um at some point maybe later we should um we should, we have a story that involves ghosts and assholes which is kind oh of fun. <laughs> so. so my next question was really going to be like have there been some of your favorite things to film or like favorite moments from set so i'm i'm open to the floor of whatever that entails for you and i like ghosts <laughs> one thing i i, I did want to say is um you know going off of just being around people you like and, and just that you know you don't want to make the pressures of set even amplified i feel like in my time working with the two of you i was like the the fabric of reality could be tearing at the seams and like closing around us and but if they're like yes caitlin sierra said it's fine i'd be like okay cool we're good (laughs) (laughs) i'm like I, i i genuinely feel super i've always felt super safe in in the time that we've had with each other um yeah. So I'm like, it just feels like the, even when things are crazy as things, any, any sort of filming project always does, I, I just, I don't know, I, I always felt super safe and just comfortable and relaxed whenever I, I was on set with you guys. That's, That's so like, good to hear. That's like the, the goal. Completely. Yeah, that really just makes my whole day. Yeah. I guess that leads me to ask, because I don't know if I remember this answer, honestly, <laughs> is how you all met and started working together? Well, we were like, we got to get some people to come live in this tiny house in the (laughs) middle of the desert for two weeks and uh, ride horses and wear cowboy hats. And we did a massive uh, casting call. Like we did not, is that really how we, is that the first way we met? I feel like we've known each other for like 20 years or something. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, it was. That was it. And we did, we did, um, we put a casting call on backstage and, or actors access, but both, I think. Probably both. Probably both. And, um, and because it was a Western, people got really excited, which was great. But then we had, I think 3,000 people submit you're gonna need to hear the behind the scenes case yeah <laughs> and, oh yeah i've heard some of this before okay. yeah. and um and we were like oh okay that's a lot of people um mm-hmm. it was it felt very we felt very honored but um and so we were going through 
a lot if of you auditions. build it, they will come. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So many of them. Um, yeah. And uh, and ended up um, uh, asking Casey for an, an audition and I think a call back. I can't remember if we auditioned. Yeah. So I... I yeah I did it through I was like I know you did it through Actors Access because that's what I used, uh, um, <laughs> but yeah I was like oh, okay that sounds super cool, uh, doing a western and it just I and I did the uh, the audition I was really into it and then I got a call back for something and I was just like this is this is pretty intense <laughs> I I'm I'm you know it's that thing where you you don't want to put too much right. Uh, what's the word um like you don't want to care too much about an audition or you know you don't want to you don't want to place all of your eggs in this basket yeah yeah but i put all my eggs in the cowboy hat and and i was like i could feel myself i was like okay i I I shouldn't be too invested uh, in this audition but then i did and uh and you know they they wanted me in it and they were like okay it films uh, we need you to come tomorrow, but we've got it set up. Uh, you're going to be riding with this person who lives nearby you, and it's going to be a couple of you, and you're going to road trip down here. I'm like, that sounds awesome. Okay. And I had, I think, less than $100 to my name, and I was like, it was like one of those times where you're like down, scraping the bottom of the barrel, and I was like, I have zero dollars. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna go on a road trip, <laughs> be in the western to ride some horses. Is that when I dropped you off at a random gas station? You did, yeah. You dropped me off at a random gas station. I helped with some people <laughs> like, that I'd never met again. before, and <laughs> they turned out to be great humans. I was like, he'll be uh, fine. Yeah. Yeah. And I, 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 we ended up being in a posse together in in the in the project and yeah I, I just got to hang out with a bunch of uh great people and it was just it was that adventure where it's like that that classic hollywood story of like okay i have no money but here i go and yeah. and yeah it was it was quite the adventure yeah it was yeah i mean like it definitely sounds so sketchy i didn't realize it at the time but like <laughs> hey come live in this house with these producers that you've never met and a bunch of other people from LA and it's in the middle of nowhere you can't call for help yeah like, there's no coverage there's a lizard <laughs> yeah. yeah and um and but it was so it was so fun that whole experience was so fun and yeah. and everyone was such a good sport i mean just in- incredible um and got along really well which was also incredible um and yeah. and yeah it was just so fun and i i think Casey did we auditioned you for a different character first right or a couple of different characters yeah there were like two or three different characters yeah. and then they're like okay read for this character and then the callback was like okay read for this character and they're like congratulations you're this character <laughs> <laughs> i was like like uh, sure never- okay. whatever yeah what i remember though what i remember that we loved was that um we all we always love um villains where uh this is kind of a spoiler alert, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> you villain. Where you really, you like them or you think they're interesting or, you know, neutral, subtle. Like, you are really surprised to discover that, like, there's something going on or they're just a really, like, 
interesting, elegant, charismatic, something else where they're not just like, I'm the bad guy, you know? And, um, and so we were, yeah, I just remember us thinking like this guy can handle mm-hmm. that subtlety yeah, and those, yeah, all of those layers because we really wanted layers that sort of unfolded, which is. Yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> People <laughs> think they can trust him and then they can't. Well, yeah. it was something I learned from, uh, an acting class the first time I got to go up and do a thing. Um, the, the teacher, she, she was like, okay, that wasn't bad, but here's the thing. Um you were at a 10 and your levels were from between 10, 9, 8, 10, 9, 8, 10. And that's not interesting. Mm. You can be upset and go still go from a 10 to a four to a six to a two, you know, Mm. and that, that really changed how I approached a lot of things. Um, And I'm like, and you know, when you're talking about like what you want from, from the other person or the other character in the scene, of you know how do i go about getting what i want that you know the bare bones thing of uh, of acting and i'm like you know I-, I had to learn that you know sometimes screaming and intimidating someone isn't going to get you anything but sometimes it does just take a soft-spoken thing mm-hmm. and that holds all the power that's something i learned from an- another one of the scenes i did uh, in in college where it was like you don't need to I was like coming out. I was supposed to be this super intimidating guy. And I came out with like my, my chest all puffed out. and like, yeah, I'm super strong. And he was like, I want you to go lean against the door. Do the scene. Don't, don't leave that door. Just slouch and lean against the door. And it was so much more in, intimidating that way. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so I learned, yeah, a lot of those things. And so I, I felt a lot of that um, just from, you know, from the initial auditions and everything. And I have to say like, I also got, I I already got the um, the warm uh, energy and vibes just from emails. So I was like, I think this should be okay. <laughs> oh, Before okay. I did, I was like, this <laughs> seems like okay. And then, uh, and then when when we got to to set, uh, Sierra, you were there, and I was like, as soon as you came walking up, I'm like. I'm going to be okay. This is going to be fine. Aww, yeah. <laughs> They're really charismatic serial killers. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, the only one way to find out, I guess. Yeah, yeah. No, no going back now. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad it was one scenario over the other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It would have been a, a very long hoop for you both to jump through to get him there. Yeah. That's yeah, really like yeah, elaborate. That just seems too complicated. Uh-huh. Yeah, and also, like, I'll, I'll be straight up honest, like, uh, uh, I, I feel I've always felt more comfortable around women in, in, in my life. And so, you know, I, I was just like, cool. Yeah, that's that sounds awesome. And I'm like, if I'm glad it's we're a bunch of sketchy dudes. <laughs> <laughs> only only when acting. Yeah, <laughs> I think like I think that's actually I was the a- sketchy dude in the act. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, that's actually like a really, really interesting thing that you're that you say that though because um we have really we've been so interested in learning like um gender dynamics on sets between people in power and like you have of course people like all over the spectrum in both directions and everything but um sometimes the women um, directors and women producers and that that we've met um are good at creating like 
there's there's actually a term of like soft power where you are totally like you seem very confident and trustworthy and capable and everything like that but you don't have to like um be really like overbearing and of course there are like many wonderful like men in the industry like that as well but um that is something that we've kind of um wanted to wanted to project is like is like a compassionate you know and like like a warm air and, and a like welcoming set that is also professional and just feeling like you don't have to be some like hard ass to like mm-hmm. get things done so um but yeah, yeah. and so I, glad and yeah <laughs> yeah i feel like that's it's you know because at the end of the day it is a job and so you know in in jobs that i've worked for i respond and respect so much more someone who treats me like a person and isn't just there to relish in their power <laughs> that they have and it's just like I, I don't know I've always felt that way of like I will respect you so much more if you're just a kind and good person if yeah. if you're just a jerk yeah I'm not going to take you seriously or I will more than likely blow off what you want me to do or I mean I'll still do it but you know <laughs> I'm not gonna be happy about it. but <laughs> you know it's I, I just find it's 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 so much more it's so much easier to respect people yeah. when they are nice yeah. <laughs> there's just no other it's way true. to say it yeah. yeah I guess I would ask then because you mentioned that there was an asshole uh <laughs> is how does how does one deal with that in many senses because you know you get people who are like cool this is the kind of dynamic i like this is this is what i'm here for and then you get the people who are just like no <laughs> and, and, I'm, and i'm curious as it's to okay how... i'm right here but you can still say it. you can still be <laughs> um, no, but okay. I, <laughs> I, I do know as someone who has also worked in like fields where there's like a lot of dudes especially is like you can find a million people who are like really really cool and like don't seem to have any sort of like real internal bias or like approach it with a weird energy that once but when you do it's it's always like a thing yeah for for them usually more so than yourself but Mm -hmm. like it's always a thing and so Mm -hmm. how does that work for both of you because you have the support of each other also in this yes which, which, helps, which makes a big difference. We've actually, we've, we've even like recently run into um, people laughing when they find out that we're sisters or like, it's such a cliche. It's like out of a movie, but they're like, oh, that's so cute. And we're like, did you really say yeah. that? You didn't need to say that. Whereas like there are so many badass brother filmmaking mm-hmm. or writing teams and no one, maybe people are like, that's cool. That's cool that they have a partner, but no one says that's cute in like a demeaning way. And it's, I'm, it's not cute. It's, it's like, cool that we have a you know strong partner to work with and we recently had like like a few months ago had someone in the industry say that they thought that what we were writing was unrealistic because women didn't have to act so aggressive we were like what do you mean like aggressive are you saying like like strong and yeah they were saying like like firm confident like adventurous all that and I was like oh my gosh it's like actually kind of just fascinating that this is still happening Wait, I would have thought like 30, yeah. where do like, you even start with that yeah. <laughs> yeah. usually yeah. the answer is no yeah. yeah Sierra was like do you want to see how aggressive I'm yeah. like, I was like I could be aggressive yeah. um yeah no it well it is it is really interesting um especially being in a in the position of a director and a producer and having um cast or crew that are being difficult to work with 
And I will take this opportunity to lead into my ghost story um, because... They are now ghosts because they're no longer alive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if you're an asshole, you become a ghost. Um, uh, We're really not helping this reputation of like people out in the desert. Yeah. Little did you know, we're going to be just make you an urban legend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and Casey, do you remember filming up at Cerro Gordo, up at the um, top of the mountain? Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. So, so we. Which I always kept every time you mentioned it, like the first fifty or so times you both mentioned it, I was like, "Who is Cerro Gordo? Who yeah, is I she? thought it was a person too. <laughs> yeah. Who is? Yeah. Who is Sierra this Gordo? Like, yeah. yeah. Who is Sierra Gordo? Saying my own name. Yeah. Um, which I, I also will preface by saying that, like, we had to, like, basically buy the caretaker a bottle of whiskey, like, Crown Royal whiskey, to be able to film there. Like, we're like, okay, we've got our insurance. How, what do we sign? Where's the, like, whatever to film? And they're like, just buy him a bottle of Crown Royal. And we were like, really? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're like, great. Right. <laughs> okay. So we're starting this off by bribing this, like, 90-year-old man who lives alone at the top of this. So Cerro Gordo is this, like... Uh, this old mining town that's really high altitude and it it got bought actually right after we filmed up there but uh, it was at the time owned by someone who wasn't very involved and so the caretaker was there all the time living by himself and our our, like location scout who uh, was like one of the local guys was telling us like he's a little you know like he's a little crazy but you just give him his whiskey and it you know and he'll kind of stay out of your way and we're like okay so we get out there and we're driving and we're like caravanning with you know vans any car that can make the trip trucks like SUVs because it's this really crazy curvy you know dirt scary. road it's very sketchy <laughs> yeah all that so we get up to the top and um and so we like you know give him his whiskey and he's like you got to watch out for the ghosts. And we're like, okay, crazy old man. Like, ah. <laughs> and, um, and then he kind of wanders off. Honestly, I don't know where he went. He, he was just gone he the just, rest of the time. He was just gone. <laughs> well, we had, we had he was a ghost too. He was off and you never saw him again. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so we took, we took a small team. We, there was this big, like, um, like saloon. And so, um, we had, we we're getting ready at the saloon. It was like our, you know, our home base. And we had our cat, our normal, like our cast that we had, officially cast and then we had a bunch of like local people who wanted to be kind of extras mm-hmm. and background in the scene mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. and some of the and some of them were there were a few women who who wanted to be saloon girls which like, I honestly didn't love the ideas of having saloon girls in our film because we it was very very much not a saloon girl type of western like but it's historically accurate but yeah. we were a little more focused on like women ranchers and like mm-hmm. that that yeah. side of yeah. history. And so, but we were like, you know, this will be awesome. Let's just have more people fill out the saloon. And I told them because I was um, the costume designer for the show, like, don't change into your costumes now because we're not going to use you for six hours, Could you know, could be. So just hang out. I will give you a heads up when to change into your, into your corsets and everything. I don't want you like having to stay in your costume and stay in your corsets for six hours so I like leave come back they're all in their corsets and I'm like okay you know that's like your your decision I warned you but go ahead it's your body do what you want and um and and then we took a small team including Casey up in higher up into the property to film um in a ditch which was fun and um and so while we were filming some of the local people um had brought up alcohol of their own and they were kind of passing around we did not know about we did not know about at home base so and then where everyone's at altitude right so we get back and people are kind of kind of hammered and we were like 
what do we do? You know, and then also there, I think there was some kind of shit talking that was going on as well. And so we were like, we really don't want these people up here, but they drove all the way up. Like, okay. And so we kept on filming because we're doing outside stuff and we're losing light. And we just need to get it done and get it done. And we keep taking this like splinter unit off to do stuff right, and then to do stuff back and coming back. And then and then one of those one of the women who was a saloon girl came up and she was like like oh oh and then one of the one of the women had brought her uh, her son who was maybe four or five and we were like. There, yeah. If there's going to be a child on set, you need to be super responsible for him. Like, he needs to stay, like, with you at all times. Yeah. We don't know this location super yeah. well, you know. So mm-hmm. she did not do that. Um, shocker. So he was, mm-hmm. her little, her son was just running around the property, like, cut himself on barbed wire. And, and then our child actor, who was, who like, was like, 12, yeah. um, was babysitting, ended up babysitting him. And this is all happening while we're trying to get our shots. And so we don't know about it. <laughs> yeah. If I come back to this. And so anyway, so we're, we're like, just got to get it done. We're losing light. We just got to get it done. And we're doing this super complex fight scene on the, on the balcony. And then, um, and then, and then the, the woman who had the son, she comes out and she's like, we have to leave in half an hour because I have a heart out at, you know, eight o'clock. And we were like, well, you didn't tell us, you know, you had a heart out. And she's like, well, I do. And we're like, well, we can't use you, you know, thank you. I'm sorry. You know, we, mm-hmm. but if you have to leave, that's okay. You can just leave. And she just threw like a hissy fit. She was so <laughs> upset. And so she and hers, other saloon girls are just like slamming things around and just like, like, and, and we're trying to film and they're starting their cars right in the middle of the shot and they're just like driving through our shot angrily. And she's also like, she's also drunk. And so she's got her kid in the back of her car and she's going to drive like, down. don't drive down the mountain right now. Like, please stay here. Please yeah. sober up and everything. She didn't listen she to didn't us. Listen, so she just, they made it down okay. It yeah, was just okay. like, oh my God. Yeah. So they left and honestly, things got so much better. And they we did. were like, okay, the energy is so much improved. Like, we can just focus on getting what we need to get done. And the rest of the shit was pretty on the best. It was great. Like, everyone was very polite and awesome and hardworking, and it was great. And then then all of the cast went down um, to go back to the house and sort of decompress and and rest. And so it was Caitlin and I and our dad and uh, Julia and I think maybe a couple of other people, but that was mostly mostly just the the four of us there, were, were packing up. And nights... You know, the sun has fallen at this point, like night's fallen. And and so we all start packing up in our different areas. And then these stories that the caretaker told us before he ran off with his whiskey are like coming back to mind. Like, oh, three people were shot and here's the bullet holes in the wall. And you can kind of see the blood stain here. <laughs> and, you know, and, and like all of these people died and we're like, okay, it's fine. Let's it's a just, very authentic you know. location. <laughs> and, then, and then every single person in a different room felt something and mine was that I was I was walking through the main saloon and I was starting to just feel this like energy and this kind of heavy presence and I walked underneath the, sh- the chandelier which was now electric and, and literally as I walk under it blacks out and like and then comes back on a few seconds later and I just froze and I'm like totally alone and I just started talking out loud I was like I am so sorry we're in your space we're leaving now like please like don't do anything really sorry we upset you like I'm just like black like you know blabbling to the to the walls and like get out and and I I'm, I don't remember what it what yeah it was. I was just like hearing doors slam and th- I'm like came like went over to like see which of our crew was there and no one's there yeah like, everyone's on the other like, side like every like, single person like great. hearing things seeing things and so we're all like 
we need to leave, like, right now. <laughs> and so we're, we're stuffing everything, including the people, into this SUV, one SUV that we have left. And Caitlin's packing things in and then screams and, like, pulls her hand up and it's covered in blood. And she oh. had, like, stabbed herself on my sewing scissors <laughs> that were in a bag and... And since it's at altitude, just like spraying blood. I and mean, it's just like so bad. And we were like, oh my God. So we're like, right. I'm like in the back car. There's like four of us in the back and we're all like smashed into each other. And I'm like holding pressure down on her hand as we quickly drive down this super sketchy, curvy road. And we're like, the ghosts got their blood. And, um, and, and then we're like, well, we probably need to stitch this up somewhere. And so we start searching. And the nearest emergency room is like, this little tract hospital. And then, so we yeah. like, it was like four trailers in a circle. This yeah. was the hospital. So we like could try to call them, and this guy answers and he's like, Hello? And we're like, Oh, is this the hospital? And he's like, Yeah. And we're like, Okay, um, we need some, we have someone who needs stitches. Can we, can we come in? And he's like, yeah, I'll just, I'll be over there in a sec. He's, like, in his pajamas, like, asleep, <laughs> like, this one person running the hospital. <laughs> so, the, and so, like, the doctor comes in, and he's, like, yeah, clearly just woken up. Yeah. And he's so excited to have something going on. <laughs> and he doesn't, he didn't do the, like, anesthesia right. I don't know what happened. And so Caitlin did not get numb at all. And so he's stitching up her hand. And Julie and I are on the other side of the bed, like, and she's just death grip. And, like... Mm-hmm. Yep. It's yep, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Cause he tried three times and he just it wasn't working. Like it was not numbing up. And so she just got out to get her hands like stitched up while we're there. And we're just like and like got get home at you know, four AM and she's covered in blood and we're just like, What just happened? But honestly, it was like the best Western filming experience ever. Like I regret nothing in some ways. It was so like it was so rugged and fun. Yeah, it's like crazy. I had to say, your when you had your hand bandaged up, I what you said then it reminded me. I was like, Oh yeah, you look pretty awesome with your anal bandaged up. You look super badass. <laughs> Meanwhile, while all that was happening, I was sitting on a couch skyping you. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I got to go back when the like when the sun went down. I just went back and and got to shower and have some food, and then I skyped you, and then I got to go to sleep. And then you wake up and they've gone through like the most traumatic experience. I was just like hearing life. little bits of that. Well, like most of the stuff I already knew as it was going on because I was part of the uh, the skeleton crew or whatever. Like I was part of the people that went away to film. Um, but yeah, after that. Um, I just got to hear all this stuff later. <laughs> I just heard someone was like, they went to the hospital. I was like, what's happening? I'm just, I'm just here hanging out. <laughs> what's going on? That's how we wanted it. We wanted it to be nice yeah. for the actors. Like we wanted a good, yeah. good, smooth experience. It was all good. Well, I think <laughs> I was, I think it was just me and one other person or like one or two other people at the house. It was super chill at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Would you say that it was like a blood sacrifice to make this the best movie that you could possibly make. Oh, I hope, I hope that's what happened. I, yeah, I, we willingly give blood, sweat and tears, literally. And yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Caitlin can't look at my sewing scissors now, though. I have a deep respect for them, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> I was going to say, your hand is okay now, right? Yeah, it's good. There's not even there's not even a scar anymore. I, yeah, I mean, just to complete the whole jankiness circle, um, we, it was time to get her stitches out, and we were doing a gig in Palm Springs or something, and the, like, none of the urgent cares were open, and we were kind of looking at it like, oh, shoot, it's starting to grow over. Like, we really need to get these stitches out. And I was like, what the heck? I've got, like, I've, I always have scissors on me. Um, and so I just, like, out, you know, how to take out stitches. And so we're just, like, in our little, you know, like, guest room that we're staying in. And I'm just, like, taking out the splinters. And the I, stitches, yeah. And the stitches, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, I mean, it worked out. It don't seem to. I think we thought they were the dis- disintegrating kind for a long time. Yeah. And then eventually we're like, oh, they're still there. And the skin has grown over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, good, good times. You're just like, I'll just be Frankenstein forever. You know, yeah. just start yeah. adding them everywhere. Yeah. Decor. Decoration. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What would you say then if that was like your jankiest, most uh, bloody experience filming? What yeah. would you say is one of your favorite, like, mm. favorite filming moments where, you know, things things went right and like you, you had the most fun, like just making something that you saw in your head happen in real life. I have one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> we were so we have a, a fantasy um period drama show called Mist that's set in Ireland in the sixteen hundreds and it's kind of Lord of the Rings, um, Game of Thrones esque. And we were filming a concept pilot for it um in Tennessee because we were living in Georgia for a few years so we were filming in Tennessee and our our director George um his parents had this property uh, in the in the forest in Tennessee and it was autumn it was so beautiful everything was beautiful and they had this kind of falling apart cabin it was just like a one room old old cabin on um the edge of a river like overlooking the edge of a cliff overlooking a river and we spent um, like me and, and and a couple of other people spent a few days just set decking out to be like the the home of the Fae, like the Queen of the Fae character that Caitlin was playing. And so we just got hundred candles and we just went to town and just um, like made it into this like fairly magical feeling place. And um and and then we we got to film in there for like. A couple of evenings, I think. Yeah. And it was just so beautiful. It was so aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. And Caitlin did such a wonderful job, and she plays that character so well. And um, and I just, like, that is one of the times that I remember kind of getting, since I wasn't in the scene, just getting to sit back and watch it and be like, oh, wow, this is really incredible to have been a part of, of, of creating a new world and really getting to feel that aspect of filmmaking and really appreciate that side of it. Mm. That was really fun. That's a good memory. Um, mine was different, actually. Um, but, but mine was actually also during West, which was uh, West of the Sun is the the, the Western, um, which had so many fun memories, and uh, including Casey and the rest of the posse, like, improvising and just cracking us up completely. <laughs> yes. Um, but there was there was also just one very 
like significant moment, um, I think for, for both Sierra and I, where um, someone, some, someone who was kind of helping with vocation scouting had asked if he could bring the, the Girl Scout uh, troop that he kind of like volunteered with um, to set to come see because they'd never been on a, a film set and they wanted to see it. And we were like, yeah, that'd be awesome. Bring them by. Um, so we were in the middle of filming a scene where um, Sierra's character, who's this very badass rancher woman, um, has a bunch of lions and then kind of like, you know, storms out of a house and walks off. And um, her character was dressed very much like a like a Western cowboy, like traditional male cowboy or like an like an Indiana Jones character, mm -hmm. um, which you just don't see all the time because you just see like the little sexy little sexy outfits for women, and um, which just would not have been realistic for what her character needed to do, which was her cattle all day and ride <laughs> horses and everything. Um, and so I remember that we had they had sat the little Girl Scout troop um, in a, a little semicircle outside. And um, they were all so cute, just like just watching in total awe, watching all of the gear and all of the setup. And I just remember seeing them like just in total hushed silence, watching Sierra and watching the cameras and everything inside the, the house where we were filming. And then um, Sierra like storms out and her character goes off and they just looked so completely enamored um, with her character and with what they'd seen. And I don't know, Sierra, I don't know if you got to see it as much because you were doing the scene, but um, I just like, I got chills because I was like, this is what you little girls and young women, people everywhere, but like definitely having those female role models where you are not doing anything to be sexy or, or like flirty or whatever. You are just getting to do exactly what you want to do and super tough and super strong. And they just looked so happy and like lit up. And it was just a really impactful moment where I was like, okay, this is like, this is really one of the things that we want to do with, with our power of having a production company and, and media. I was going to ask kind of, because that makes me think of it is what, I guess, what would your dream of your the stuff that you make reaching somebody what is your dream of moment of that is it the like is it the kids watching it and getting inspired to do something else is it reaching a specific kind of audience is it knowing that someone even if it's only one person is like this is my favorite film show something what what is that marker for you as a creative that's a good question i have like a, like two two little things popped into my mind one is mm -hmm. that i i feel like you have those favorite episodes or favorite like m moments in a movie that we all have where you're just like oh my gosh i'm craving this one scene i have to go watch the scene right now because like i need this in my life or something and i've always thought i just i would love our work to have um just the like really interesting acting moments or really beautiful sets or really beautiful visual effects just those things where you're just like where audience members can be like oh my gosh uh, i just need to go like you know, fast forward to this one part and watch this one part or watch this one episode because I'm just like, it, it impacted me and it's like something I need in my life. Um, and and also just like making filmmaking in general seem more accessible to, uh, to other aspiring filmmakers, actors, everything, because it just, it drives me crazy sometimes that it feels like there are such barriers to entry in this industry, mm -hmm. way more than a lot of other industries where there's just this obvious path where you like, you go to school or you work your way up and you get, you know, increasingly bigger jobs and now you're a lawyer, now you're a doctor or whatever. And like, obviously they're all hard work, but there's just this um, this mythos around this industry that like magic 
magical luck needs to happen and you will either be lucky or you will not be. And there are definitely ways to like keep an eye out for opportunities, work really hard, all of that like, you know, life can just have like luck and fortuitous moments in it. But I really want people to feel empowered, whether they are actors or filmmakers or producers or writers or anything. I really want people to feel empowered to um, to be able to succeed, whatever your definition of success is, and to feel like you can just keep working and being a good person and making things and you will eventually like get to where you want to be. I don't want to, I just want people to feel like, yeah, empowered mm-hmm. in that way. Yeah, to add on to that, I think I think my definition of success is um, is feeling like we have succeeded in creating equivalents to all of the movies and the shows that we loved so mm-hmm. much growing up, and feeling like like creating that work for the next generation or the current generation or the past generation who's watching it like at an older age and uh and just feeling like getting to create something that feels as real and as exciting and as you know like encompassing as um as all of the 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 content that you know we love but that is most mostly male-led i'm beginning to create the equivalent of that as female-led work yeah it's a good question Oh yeah. Well, it, it's one of my favorite things about people who like telling stories is just like what that means to you on the inside and like what fulfills you in that way. Mm. It's it's one of my favorite things to know about people who like to make things. And I guess as you mentioned like you want something that will live up to the things that inspire you. I guess what what would you say are some of your biggest inspirations of stuff that you like go to and you're like you know, whether it's the scene, whether it's a character or an entire show that you kind of draw from in that, like, this is your well of stuff that you can mold together to make your own thing. Yeah, Yeah. that's really good. Um, Character-wise, Samantha Carter from Stargate SG-1 is, like, mm, I think a really, one of the characters that, since we watched Stargate from a fairly young age, one of the only female characters um that was around at that you know when at that time that was like so smart and so powerful and she's beautiful but she's she's not there for the male eye she's not there to be a you know an object for a male character to play against she is like there wholeheartedly as her own really incredible um really badass character um and so i think she is an she is a an inspiration um one of the few females like of growing up that that was really like em- really embodying that that type of character and strength that we wanted to portray definitely and now as adults when we go back and watch Stargate SG-1 they're like Carter go hotwire these magical plants to this battery so that we can get home and not die and she's just like yes sir and she just goes and does it and we're like can you say thank you she's saving everybody's asses <laughs> again like five times an episode <laughs> yeah she's definitely been an inspiration for us and i think the lord of the rings um has also always been just visually that's mm-hmm. one of our favorite i mean it's just like it's, it's just like delicious yes. like feast of it's candy yeah yeah um, that has always been a really big inspiration. And we draw a lot of inspiration from literature, too. We are also huge book nerds and grew mm-hmm. up reading, you know, this series by um, uh, about this, like, 
woman who disguises herself as a man so she can go be a knight and um, things like that where it's just um, like you get to see sort of unapologetic women just Mm -hmm. doing what they want to do. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Well, so you mentioned Lord of the Rings, so Arwen had to make her voice known. She was known. like, you mean me? <laughs> <laughs> she was like, oh. <laughs> we yeah. want him, come and claim him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I also, late, so lately we've been doing um, like more YouTube content, um, mm-hmm. which has been a fun break because we have done a lot of like long form content that takes you know years of preparation and filming and um we have a couple projects that are sitting sort of in the bay waiting to be edited because there's so much work that goes into post-production that we want to make sure we have a home for it you know or we'll have a home for it so they're sort of hanging out um and so some of the feedback that we've gotten from other industry professionals is that like you know more of things that are very easily viewed um would be helpful and so we started doing we're like, all right, well, you know, we've been talking about doing a YouTube channel for so long. Um, yeah. What do we want it to be about? Because we've got so many ideas. Um, and it's naturally gravitated towards being mostly just a sketch comedy um, uh, channel. You're welcome which is... to plug where they can find that too. Oh, oh, thank you. Thank oh, you. Cool. Yes. Uh, um, we, yeah, we are on YouTube um, at the Laird Sisters. L-A-I-R-D. Like yes. a Scottish Laird of the castle. Yeah, is where yes. That comes from. Um, <laughs> and um, and we're, it's been so, so, so fun because we've gotten to kind of go back into our, our improv and sketch comedy roots and um, like just be ridiculous and uh, not have the stakes be so high that, that you know, um, <laughs> that we can we can just play around and like goof around and and, and make each other laugh and um, and that's been that's been very kind of a very fun way to change it up and I love our long form content and it will always be sort of our our babies but um, and our roots but, yeah, and but, it, but this it is fun to be able to be like this is what we're doing here's what we did now you can see it yeah, yeah it's I, done yeah yes. exactly I love exactly. when you just sent me uh you two singing a Christmas song and you had choreographed everything and it was just so <laughs> fun and like Aww. that Thanks. joyous side of old Hollywood of everything and I don't know I I, I thought it was very impressive but listen I, I I admit my bias like I I'll I'll start a layered con if you want <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, but yeah That's I think amazing. it's yeah. Uh, it seemed like you were having a lot of fun doing all of that. And so, yeah. Yeah. I, I do everything. That That's always my thing. It's just like. Yeah. Yeah. Do everything. Y- and yeah. Yes. And to life. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. And. Um, yeah. We're, we're our next sketches sketch that's coming out next week um, is a Bridgerton Marvel crossover sketch mm-hmm. that we're doing. And so I play Doctor Strange and Caitlin plays Spider-Man. And we also both play ladies in the Bridgerton household. Um, and it is, and there's a dog in it, which is just like, just go see it for the dog. I mean, like, who cares about us? <laughs> but, um, but so that, that's, that one has been really fun to do. Yeah. We will make sure to include a link to the YouTube channel in all of the show notes and we'll try to push to that in stories as well so there'll be ways to find you either way and whatever links that you want feel free to send them along and we'll make sure that 
that you are easy to find in, in many ways. Um, before I let you two and Casey go off and regale in any other kind of stories, my <laughs> other question I think would be, you have so many ideas. What is, without going so far as to like explain your entire concept and do that whole someone else can take it kind of way, <laughs> what is like one project that you're like, this is too big for me to handle right now, but I really want to, this is one of those things where like, this is a thing I need to accomplish when I'm at that point that I can. It's such a great question. Yeah. I think Mist. Uh, yeah, Mist. we've deliberately like been adding to yeah, conceptually that's, and that's our, our, our Irish fantasy yeah. drama. Mm -hmm. um, we actually have like seven seasons of it outlined and we just wow. have not we, yeah, that's that's exactly it. We're like, we want this to be so big and beautiful and epic. Yes. We also have a like sort of mermaidy, sireny um, kind of thriller. Um, <laughs> and it was I a feature film. I love all those films. words. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, sort of like a little bit dark, but like you know, always that sense of adventure with it. Um, mm -hmm. And it was going to be a feature film, and we've we've really also kind of <clears throat> leaned more towards series because there's just more time to yeah. tell the story, which is really fun. Um, so that that we came up with a long time ago, and have very deliberately been like, okay, we're saving that one. Mm -hmm. That involves water, like filming in the water, amazing <laughs> prosthetics. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's gonna take some. Yeah, yeah. Even even west of the sun, um, we we are sort of restructuring as a series at this point because um, we we had to halt production because of the pandemics. We, mm -hmm. we, you know, it's, it's like 80% 80, 80 of the principal photography is done. And then in, in the time that we've been doing that, we've sort of been really like, there, there is so much more story to tell. And in the time since we wrote it, I think a lot, um, we've just been thinking about having a lot more representation of non-white characters in um like in yeah. this western period and how to sort of write in some new characters as well to mm -hmm. um to feel like we have more accurate representation of yeah, the time definitely. um so that that's another yeah we're and it involves time travel which really gives you a lot of opportunity in terms of like telling stories and yeah like expanding the world so. i know casey was like oh spoiler sorry <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I was thinking about that yeah. um okay so then I will let you lead story time. <laughs> Yay, story time. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I would only say that we haven't covered. Uh, there's two stories that I would want to talk about. Um, one is just, you know, it was it was something we touched on before. Actually, two and a half. Uh, so <laughs> there's the half. Yeah, there's yes. the half. So, yeah, it, it, it's coming on the. One like the emotional climax of oh, at this point it, at that point it was a a feature for West of the Sun yeah. Yeah. and uh, it was really intense and I was like okay it was something that I I I didn't I got to just kind of hang out and exist for a while but it was you know it was that time where it was the dark cloud was approaching of okay <laughs> it's about to get real so I need to like get in that space but before that. Um, I had to at least pretend to my character had to pee <laughs> and I was encouraged. And eventually I was like, you know, I do actually have to pee. And you know, my lovely directors were like, yeah, just go ahead. 
So there's some behind the scenes photos of me just taking a leak, you know, <laughs> being the method actor that I am. Um, so committed. Oh, oh but so I, I, uh, you know, we we did the scene and I was I basically got to lean against the rock for a long time, which they were like, "Do you need to get up or anything?" And I was like, "No, I'm like, I, I was at that. My body was at the point where I'm like, I'm numb in a comfortable way, and so I'm like, if I remember that there are limbs <laughs> if I that I have limbs I will start to be uncomfortable right now if I just stay where I'm at I can stay in the zone and I'll be good um but yeah. it was like really intense and like you know it, it was the the actors dream. I remember saying like oh yeah this is why this is why I came out to the desert with no money yeah for things like this yeah and I got to uh share a scene with it was just the three of us yeah. And yeah, I was like, oh yeah, this one's going in the books for like the good one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we had to like it was the the sun was going down, uh, and we had to use like headlights from cars and you yeah. know the things that happen with filming. Yeah. Um but yeah, I was I was very proud of that. Um yeah. and then so whenever they were like, Okay, we're gonna need you a couple months down the road, we're gonna need you again. And I was like, duh. Let's do it. Um, and so when we got to do that, uh, and and we we had finished that, uh, we were coming back to LA, and they just decided snow decided it needed to be there, and you know it yeah. cut off the what was it called? The, is it... the grapevine. It was like okay, it is the grapevine. I was yeah. just like, that's not and right, but it is. You yeah. were late for your, or we were trying to get you back down for your work shift. I yeah, think. I had like a later work shift. Oh yeah, and he he just kept texting me like. I, I don't know. If, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I was I, like, I had make it. hours in advance. I was like, it'll be totally fine. And then that happened. So like, we're going to have to go all the way around or we're going to have to like go up like a longer way around. I was like, okay. And then it just kept, it was one of those things, literally a snowball effect um, yeah. where it just kept going longer, longer. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be late for work. And then it just got to the point where it was like, I'm, I'm not going in at all. But yeah. instead I got to have a lovely adventure uh, with, with you two and as well as a cat who doesn't like people that aren't you two <laughs> except we became friends and we bonded and she sat in my lap while we got to look at the snow um, just a big deal casey just so you know i know oh no it wasn't lost on me i i pride myself in, in being that person a lot of times and like they don't like people they don't like men you like they never act this way and i'm just like yeah I know, but, <laughs> but she hasn't met me. I'm, yeah, I'm always the exception. Yeah, uh, with that, that was insert, so yes, great. insert Paramore. Yes, sorry. <laughs> yes. Um, it played in my head. I know it played <laughs> in mine too. But yeah, it was just such a fun adventure, and you know, it was just so unexpected to just you know. I'm glad you all made it safely down a mountain in the snow. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I remember. That sounds terrifying. What was supposed to be yeah. a literally straightforward trip turned into. Yeah snowball fights and yeah yeah going around to santa barbara <laughs> and down who had to drive uh they i think we they, were driving uh, split it. we were driving our like <coughs> car that is from like the mid 90s that is a manual transmission and like yeah. Had, I, is kind of I literally duct taped together in places but still going strong i will i was going to ask if it's still if <laughs> yes. it's still 
going. Oh, yeah. Toyota. Toyota makes them <laughs> Which is duct taped a penny to our brake pad because it was breaking. And so it's like, it's, it's still good. It's, good. it's still good. Yeah. <laughs> Problem solved. Um, yeah. And we, I, I remember we were like up there and then the, I think there was like a, a car, the cars were like stock still. And we were like, well, we're just going to be here for a little while. Mm-hmm. I remember putting our cat in the snow because we thought that would be funny mm-hmm. and definitely improve her mood, you know, in <laughs> the situation. And yeah. us just, yeah, running around and throwing snowballs. Yeah. This is great. I, I remember specifically like once we were like, okay, Grapevine is closed down. We have to go another way. And Google was like, I know what to do. Go this way. And we were like, okay, Google. And then like two hours later, Google was like, mm, wait, and <laughs> and ever, all of the cars had, you know, we'd all tried to get, you know, this one way up the pass. And yeah, it had led us even worse into the, we're like driving up and we're seeing snow and we're like, this cannot be good. And was like, what have I done? Yeah. And and we end <laughs> up in this like tiny little mountain resort, resort town that was really cute. I think we got hot chocolate or something like that. And there's, you know, there's like hundreds of people stuck up here. Yeah, and so we were like, well, like, snowball fight. Obviously, what else are we going to yeah. do? And, and we all had to pee, so we, like, took turns guarding because the bathroom was, like, so full of people that no, they weren't letting anyone else go in it. And so we were like, all right, let's just pee in someone's backyard. And, so we were, like, and I'm like, I've already peed around you guys. <laughs> yeah, like, this is not new. On camera. <laughs> Old stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, like, the, the true test of, you know, that we give our actors is, like, can you pee in front of us? It <laughs> definitely doesn't sound can you pee? at all bad. <laughs> Like, None of these no things come command. Can you pee on command? Which I cannot do. I cannot cry on command, but, oh, you know. Yeah. We didn't ask that of you, so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also remember with the first time you peed for us, um, like, <laughs> you don't have to say it like that. You just, um, I remember Julia getting on, like, what, Spencer's shoulders or someone. Like it was, one of our, wasn't it James? Was was she on James's shoulders? I don't, yeah, I think it was, yeah, I mean, like, like literally like sitting on someone's shoulders to be filming down at you as you're like peeing and originally i think i'm supposed to be like in in the cave where you're peeing into and i think originally we were like oh sierra just get in there and just be there and i started going in and i was like this smells like death like bad things not because of casey this was pre-pee like yeah you know, it was like, oh gosh, and then and then later, I'm like, yeah, that would have been a terrible idea for me to like be in there in this flashback zone. Like, this is not a good idea. And so we're all just standing there. And I'm just thinking, like, this guy's so great. Where did we even find yeah, him? He's like, a good sport. he's a keeper. Yeah. Oh god. And then this super emotional. Yeah. And they asked me to be. <laughs> despite all that, they asked me to be in things again. <laughs> yeah. And then. It was super fun to watch you play a really, like, a jovial, dashing, funny, like, you know, really charismatic character. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Well, in continuity with previous Talk Nerdy episodes, they told me to be, like, Han Solo. Yes. Yes. Yes, Which, according to you, is one of the characters. Oh, it is true. Characters. I did list that as one of his, like, you are similar to this character characters. Oh. And so yeah. I was yes. like, haha. He will I, not let me live that down. I... <laughs> Why would you live it down? I think it's awesome. And I was yeah. I was prepared to be like, look, I, I will get it in writing. Amy said this, so this should vouch that I can do this. 
Yes, because I am a totally unbiased party. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was so fun to get to really write that character for you because we cast you for it, at least in our heads. I don't know if we told you because we remember we're not good at telling other people things. But in our head, we were like, Casey's going to be this character. And from a really early on. He says yes. Yeah. What? No, that wasn't even a that really was not a, <laughs> just gonna be like, was like you just doing use R. Yeah. <laughs> um and um and so and so it was really fun getting to write a character for an actor, which is not something that we've really gotten to do before. But um but that was so fun to get to like think about what I I already knew you could do and then think about what I wanted to see you do that I haven't gotten to see before, but what I also know that you are capable of and getting to write scenes for you and James, one of our other actors, and like get just like like really getting to um to to curate this character that I, I knew was gonna be in the hands of like a really wonderful actor, um, was that was a lot of fun getting to write those scenes. That was really fun. Yeah. yeah. And that's like the highest compliment someone can receive. Like, I wrote this for you, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, you were in my brain while I wrote this or it, are it made it, it more yeah. fun, too. We were like, we know it was like no, no nerves of like, do we need to put in all these like stage directions for the actor? We were like, nah, we're good. Like, let's just, just it. make it witty, make it funny. We're good. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. And keeping with tradition, I'm pretty sure I auditioned for a different character than I ended up playing. <laughs> that, that was a function of us having like like three sides that we had everybody <laughs> but we were like yeah 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 we, we already knew <laughs> star haven was another one where we were like we need you know maybe 12 actors and we reached out to our to our kind of friends and actor base and we got you know like maybe three or four people who were interested and we we're like okay cool like let's put a casting notice out there and we'll just fill up the other six spots that we have and we ended up casting over a hundred people because we got and we got thousands and thousands of people because it was pandemic everyone was wanting to be involved yeah you weren't the only ones that wanted to do something (laughs) (laughs) and and again it was just one of these like oh my so we so we ended up you know rehearsing with and and directing you know virtually like um, you know around 100 people all over the world um which was a really fun and interesting challenge very very unique situation to be in um and and then ended up being like, well, we got to write the whole first season because we have to we have to be able to use all of these people that we we want to use, yeah. um, which was a good motivator. It was. It was I think good. I wouldn't necessarily do it again that way in, in that order, <laughs> but it was it, it worked. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think as we are going on for a while, I think we are going to wrap up. And I, yes. my last question to you would be, um. You, you've gone on this journey and you still are on this journey of like creating and trying to, like you said, make this like feel like it's an accessible thing for people. What would be the one thing you would want to convey to people who want to also start doing what you're doing? And like, what would be the one thing that you feel is the best message you can give to a person like that? I, I think just, just going out and doing it regardless of what resources you may or may not have and how good it's gonna turn out like spider woman fangs of death you know (laughs) it was like you really can't have a a rougher starting point than that so um but I I really do think that especially since we have we all have phones that can you know record really decent video and it 
it's it's there are so many barriers to entry in filmmaking um but i really think the best way to learn is to just do it and make all of the mistakes and learn why continuity is important and <laughs> learn you know like <clears throat> why all of these things matter and every project that we do we're still learning from you know and knowing what to do better the next time um and, and of course you can go to film school and there's a lot of different ways to do it but i really just think that going out there and making your own stuff doesn't have to take you you know years it doesn't have to be a feature film it, just anything um really is like in my experience the absolutely like the best way to to get involved in an industry that's not always very welcoming to newcomers yeah that's that's good i think mine is kind of related but i would just say only listen to like positive messaging and um and especially like when i've been in la and been in certain markets i, I think people are just stressed sometimes or mm -hmm. like jealous sometimes or whatever you know like all of the all of the normal stressors that we as humans face and there can just be some like really negative advice or um people saying even when people are sometimes like don't do this unless unless it's the only thing you can do i think that's true like if you like you you will know if you you love doing something in the industry or in, in the entertainment industry um so much that like you really need to do it to fill fill your soul but i i would just be gentler with everyone and say like do it because you love it do it because you had an idea that you want to try it and you know you it makes you excited and it makes you happy and just ignore anything negative or that just feels like it's crushing your soul because it's wrong it's not true and like there are some challenges and some things that you have to work at and learn at and you know you can always be getting better but there's just no point in listening to anybody telling you that you can't do something or that um, it's gonna be hard. Like, who cares? Yes, we all know that things are hard. Sometimes things are hard, it doesn't matter. Like, there's don't just sit there and think about how it's hard. Think about ways that will make it easier for you and like shortcuts and creative, resourceful things that you can do and just just staying as positive as possible and, and surrounding yourself with people who are encouraging and positive too, I would say. You both are amazing. <laughs> is what I, is basically my takeaway. <laughs> um, you guys too. This is so fun. Yeah. yeah. I, one, we would love to have you back because there's so many more questions I feel like I could ask you. So many more stories <laughs> I know that you have in your brain that would give so such pleasure to people who are listening and also just me because I'm selfish and that's what I want. <laughs> Good. Um, but... Uh, I just want to thank you both for coming on and being interested in being here and also just being open to sharing your process and not and feeling like this was a space that you could come into and just, you know, have a fun conversation, especially because we never actually got to meet before right this second. That's <laughs> so great. It's been so fun. Yeah. Thank you both so much for having this podcast and like congratulations on your like over 100 episodes. That is amazing. Yeah. That is such Thanks. a milestone. It's huge. <clears throat> and, We're doing and... our best to stay on track. <laughs> yeah. It's so yeah. great. And it's so, it's so nice to get to talk with you both. And um, you've and also to... both just created such like a safe, welcoming environment. Yes. It's just really, really yes. fun to just get to talk and yes yeah oh, we're glad <laughs> we're very glad um with that how is the how would you like people to find you was the best way to find you where where can people see your stuff 
and all that kind of stuff. Find out where your stuff is coming out, anything like that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. We've got we've got we've got our website, which is luasolproductions.com, and it's L U A S O L, which is um, Portuguese, Brazilian Portuguese. Um, the, there's a long story behind that. Someday we'll tell you. Um, <laughs> productions.com And then we're on YouTube at The Laird Sisters and yeah. on TikTok at The Laird Sisters. Yeah, pretty much on all social media platforms as The Laird Sisters. Um, and, um, and everything links to everything. So if you find mm-hmm. us somewhere, you can probably find us yeah. elsewhere. And the website has more of the long term, like more epic projects. And then YouTube mm-hmm. and TikTok have the short, shorter form. Yeah. Nice. I encourage anyone and everyone to go check out all of your stuff and hopefully you know you come back again sometime soon that would be wonderful thank you guys so much this was awesome whenever you let us on thank you all right okay all right thank you guys so much yeah thank you you. thank you all so much for listening to talk nearly to me baby this has been me amy and i am amory by the sea on all the things and I am Cased Crusader on all of the things. We would like to thank our special guests again and go check them out. Look at all of their stuff. Support them because they came and supported us. And we cannot be more grateful to have them on the podcast. Again, we post most Tuesdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on all of your favorite podcast listening apps. And we hope that you come back again to hear us in your ears. Until then, goodbye.